Good morning, God's wonderful people. Welcome to another episode of Logos Zontanos, where we give focus to expressing the life of the Word of God. For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The Word of God is alive. I will extol thee, O Lord. For thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto Jehovah, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. For his anger endureth but for a moment, in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Who you are is much more than what you know. We continue our study today in Genesis chapter 1 from verse 26 to verse 31. In this passage, we have here three declarations that God made concerning man. When God declared, let us make man, he made three declarations in this regard. These three declarations, it defines who man is. It defines what man is supposed to be doing. And it also defines how man is supposed to be preserved. These three decorations, as we look at them, we realize that it encompasses everything about man. All that man is and all that he's supposed to be and do. So these three decorations, we title this study, The Warrior's Identity. Because man is a warrior. And when we talk about warrior, we're not talking about every man because not every man has stepped into his warrior's position. Not every man has taken on this demeanor of the warrior. Not every man is present living as the warrior. So when we speak of the warrior, speaking of a specific kind of person. We are speaking of the person who recognizes their responsibility and also recognize who they are and are doing what they are created to do. This is who the warrior is. When a man knows his identity and begin to live according to that identity, and operate according to that identity, he is a warrior. It means no enemy can contend with him. Man as an enemy, that is Lucifer, the devil, Asatan. He is the enemy of man. I know many times you want to think of the devil as the enemy of God, but God has no enemy. In other words, God has no one who can stand opposed to him. He is absolute God. No one can stand equal to him and no one can stand opposed to him. So he has no enemy. The devil is subjected to the power and the authority of God. We see it here in Genesis, how that is so. And even here in Genesis, we see that he is the enemy of man. So the devil cannot go against the law and rule of God. Whatever God declares, he has to abide by it. He can do nothing else. So whatever God declares, that is what the devil has to abide by. 
he can only operate against man's own mission and endeavors that God has placed upon him. So he keeps man ignorant of his identity and so is able to manipulate man. But when you know who you are, when you know your identity, no devil in hell, no demon can manipulate your life or control you. None of them. So today, as we continue looking at this passage of scripture, we want you to understand as we go through and recap where, it, where we have been, we want you to come to grips with where we're going and what we meant, what we mean to achieve in doing this. These decorations are very important. The first decoration God made is found in verse 26. And it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, let, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And the second declaration is found in verse 28 where it says, And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, verse 29 has the third declaration. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat and to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and to everything that creepeth upon the earth. Wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. These are the decorations God made. And whatever God declare, it becomes. Whatever God declares, that is what becomes. So today, my friends, as we look back at this, we want to understand what these are saying to us. We have looked at of the, um, the first two decorations already, we are now looking at the third one. We have now come to the end of looking at the first part of this third declaration. And it says, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of the, all the earth. God is declaring to us here that he's given us every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of the earth. That is the description of the kind of herb that God has given to us for meat. He has not given to us every herb, but he has given to us every herb bearing seed that is on the face of the earth. We have to understand. But what is that we have learned about the herb that God has given to us? What is it that we have learned about these herbs? We have learned through our analysis of the word save, which is the word translated herb, which I believe is a key word here, we have learned that this herb, the components that make up this word, and looking at these components, this is what we've learned, that the herb is supposed to provide healing for us. In the ayin, we see where the ayin is that which allows and empowers man to control the negative emotions, the negatives of life. Not only is, does it allow us to control the negatives of life, but it also allows us to go through the negatives of life and come out untouched. This is how we know that the herb is supposed to enable the body of man to go through those adversities and come out untouched. That's immunity. 
but also it means to, 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 to face the adversities of life and transform it into something beneficial. So therefore, the illnesses that we would have gone through or that would have come against our body, the herbs is what we will use to transform our body's sick state to a state of health. It speaks to transformation. This word in its components speaks to transformation, where you are transformed from the negative to the positive. So your body being sick is now made whole. Your body, which is broken, is now complete. So the, the, the herb is supposed to bring that forth into your life and into your body. Your body is the object of the herb. Because the word for herb, it ends with the bait. The bait there symbolizes the human body as a house of man. And so therefore, we see the herb and the herb that God is talking about here, the one bearing seed that is on the face of the earth, this particular herb, these herbs are supposed to bring healing to the human body and health to the human body, assisting man in developing. In other words, it, it, it completes man in his development. It completes man in his growth and development. It's like a missing piece of puzzle that allows man to develop and to grow into what God has created him to be. But we see also that this word, the components of this word, brings out the idea of this particular herb, these herbs, bringing immunity to the human body, making him immune to the negatives that exist in his world and in his surrounding. That is what this herb is supposed to do. Now, I know individuals, I mentioned before, that the human body evolves. And nobody can deny that. The human body does evolve. If you take a man from Jamaica, who is a, he has been living in the tropics all his life. If you take him from Jamaica and bring him to, let's say, Greenland or one of these you know, colder countries, or let's say up in Alaska, his body goes through a period of evolving to accommodate the climatic conditions of that area. In other words, his body would evolve and adapt to those conditions that exist there. And so he'll go through a period of adverse you know, reactions to it until his body you know, adapts to the conditions. I believe that when Darwin looks at these things about the human body, he concocted the idea that this is how man came into being, which was his mistake. Because he's looking at man's ability to adapt to situations and circumstances. And then he calls that the origin of man. But therefore, you see, because he, he didn't want to acknowledge God, didn't want to acknowledge the reality of what the scripture says. And so it leads him down a path of error that on his deathbed he denounced. So here we have to understand, friends, the human body is created by God to adapt to the various conditions on the face of the earth. He has that ability to adapt. Our bodies have that innate ability to adapt. And this is what we have to acknowledge. So evolution exists. It is true. It's not true the way Darwin explains it, but it is a part of the human being that we evolve. We evolve because we adapt. We adapt to various circumstances. So if I move from one location to the next, my body will evolve to be able to live in those conditions that I now live in. This, my friends, is what the I and the components of the Esav speaks to. 
He speaks to man's ability to adapt and he's enabled to adapt by virtue of these herbs that he eats. This prescription that God prescribes to man, the herb bearing seed that is on the face of the earth, this prescription, it gives man the ability to, to adapt to his circumstances and situations. And he adapts in such a way that he stands untouched or unaffected or undeterred by the negatives. He will walk into an area that has various negative things existing in its atmosphere. But man, the man, the warrior, walks into this area and his body adapts to that condition. And so he goes through that area and may exist in that area and remain untouched or unaffected, undeterred by these negative adversities. So therefore, we understand that these herbs that God is talking about has given us is meant to make us stronger, is meant to make us immune. These Hebrew words, the letters that compose these words, not only contribute to the overall concept of the word, but they also explain individual concepts that are present in the concept of the word. So each letter brings to the word a certain component and explains the meaning of that word. So, what I'd love for us to understand here is that the ayin brings a particular concept to the word, but also the sheen brings another concept and the bait brings another concept. What we've been explaining so far in respect of the healing and the immunity that is brought to this word or to this concept, the herb, that comes from the ayin. Together with the sheen and the bait, we have explained all these bring about this particular concept of healing and also of building your immunity. However, one other thing that is brought out in this word is the concept of making man complete. This is brought about by the gematria associated with the sheen. The extended gematria of the sheen is 360. We understand that this particular gematria is one that means a completeness or co refers to completeness because 360 is the total amount of degrees in a circle. And a circle is complete. 360 is also the amount of days in a year. 360 is also the amount of degrees in a day. <laughs> because each day represents the revolution of the sun around the earth. And yes, that's how I explain it. I'm not going to get into the ramifications of all oh, that is that is so, but that's how I, I explain it, all right? You might say the earth goes around the sun. I say the sun goes around the earth. Neither um, stands, uh, I mean, opposed to the other. And, and if I believe that and you believe that, it doesn't change anything, all right? So no need to go into all of that. But I'm saying there are 360 degrees in a day, and that refers to the rotation of the revolution of the sun around the earth. It takes 360 degrees for the sun to do that. Now, a, a day has 24 hours. It therefore means there are 15 degrees in each hour. All right? So, that refers to completeness. 
it also refers to the fullness of time. And so therefore it refers to the time of man. So that refers to the time of man. So this particular word in it is coded the understanding that this herb that God has given to man will allow man to live out his days and live out his time. That absent these herbs, man may not live out his time because this is what is going to enable him to live out his time. If he does not have the tools, if his body does not have the tools to fight off the various viruses and illnesses that are out there, his body will lose that fight. The herbs provide these tools. We call them nutrients. And these nutrients is what the body needs to build its immune system so it can fight off these viruses and sicknesses that are out there. But if you don't have these tools, your body cannot win that fight and so you will not live out your days. In, other, in other, another sense, this word, a save, it speaks to the completion of man also. When man eats the things God has provided for him, it completes him. In other words, it completes a cycle. The cycle is you get the energy from the food you eat, you utilize that energy, and then you're at a point where you need more energy. So when you eat again, you complete the cycle of providing the body with what it needs to fight and to live and to exist and to continue in its days. So you complete completes man. But not only that, there's a spiritual aspect to food. And we have heard this many times and persons have, the, uh, you know, throwing it out and say, boy, no, they're not so. But there's a spiritual aspect to food. Seen in this letter, Ayin. In its gematria, it is 70. 70 is a combination of 7 times 10. That's 7 times 10. 7 is spiritual perfection. 10 is a completion of an order. It means ordinal perfection. The completion of an order. So 70 stands for the completion of spiritual order. Or the perfecting of spiritual order. And this is what this word a save, you know, would also possess that component. Of a spiritual aspect of food. Where the food you eat can will also impact on your spiritual maintenance or maintenance of your spiritual body or maintenance of you so you as a person that is your spirit man will not be able to continue if the body is not fed that is why when god spoke he says man shall not live by bread alone man shall not live by bread alone because bread alone will not sustain you but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So coded in this word is the same understanding that this food that you eat is also speaking to your spiritual upkeep. So the food you eat, it impacts on your spiritual condition as well. Also, my friends, we understand that when you want to establish a covenant, a meal is always a part of the establishment of a covenant. You eat a meal together. So eating will also speak to that as well. So the, what you eat is also a part of the covenant you have with God. 
Eating is a part of the establishment of a covenant, which means that the food you eat is a part of the covenant you have. So the covenant you have with God, the things you eat is a part of the covenant. And also, you realize that God, throughout the, the time of Israel, would have also specified some specific foods for Israel to eat as a result of the covenant he had with them. That dietary specification was as a result of the covenant God was establishing or had established with Israel. So also food is a part of covenant. So all of these components are present in this word save through the letters that I used there. The letter bait, it also speaks to covenant. Bait speaks to covenant. Because bait, Jamaica for bait is 412. That's covenantal order or covenantal government. Covenantal rule. Because 400 speaks to covenant. 12 speaks to governmental order. But it also speaks to another aspect here, my friends. 4 is a number, but what I call, what, what is called world number. So anything that has to do with the physical realm has four dimensions to it. Anything physical has four dimensions. You can check it out yourself. It has length, width, height or depth, and time. Those are the four components of, or the four dimensions of all things physical. So it's called the world number. The number 12 is a number for government. So when you look at that, it speaks to world government. How is the world governed? The world is governed from the house. The world is governed from the home. That is how the world is governed. So the government of the world is effected through the home. If the home is not governed, then the community cannot be governed. If the community is not governed, then the state cannot be governed. If the state is not governed, then the world cannot be governed. It follows that, my friends. You want to rule the world? Govern the home. The dynamics that exist in the home will be the dynamics that exist in the community. The dynamics of the community will be the dynamics of the region. The dynamics of that region will also impact on the dynamics of the world. This is what we have to understand. That if you want to change the world, change the home. You have to impact the home. It follows, therefore, as you apply this to this word, a save, that if you do not take care of your body, then you cannot impact this world. That's as simple as it gets. This is present in this word, but we have to understand what is this telling us is that if you do not take care of your body, which is the house that you live in, if you do not take care of that house, then you cannot impact this world. Because it is through your body that you impact this world. This world is impacted by man through his body. This is what the devil wants because he wants to impact this world and so he wants to use your body as his means of affecting this world. But the Bible says, give no place to the devil. In other words, do not share your house with the devil. Do not give him any place in your body. All these negative emotions and negative things that we have happening in our lives or emotions that we express 
we are giving place to him. So do not give any place to him by controlling the negative emotions, especially that one called anger. So if we want to impact our world, we must control our body. You want to control the world, you must control the home. You want to control society, you must control the home. You want to control the home, you must control your body. That's as simple as it gets. A save teaches us that the herbs that God has given to us for food is the one that enables us to take care of our body and enables us in taking care of our body to impact our world. That is the basic structure of our development and our upkeep and our maintenance. We must eat what God has provided for us. Now we know that in Genesis chapter 9, that God did also add added to this dietary prescription animals. He says, he says, of everything that creepeth upon the earth, to you it shall be food. So God specified an addition to man's um man's dietary prescription here. That everything that creepeth upon the face of the earth, man can now eat. Which in essence the animals and all the things that creep and crawl upon the earth, you can eat. Someone said that therefore means I can eat lizards and cockroaches. Well, if your stomach can take it, God says to you, it shall be food. So if you can't stomach that, then you can't go ahead and eat it. Now, there are individuals, there are tribes and peoples around this earth who do eat those things. It therefore means I'm not in a position to condemn them because God says everything is given to you for food. So therefore... What does that mean for us? It therefore means that God added these things to the dietary prescription. But if you want to get back to the original prescription of man, which is what God intended for us to have from the beginning, then Genesis chapter 1 is where you go. Because the dietary prescription given to man is given to him at his creation. This is what he was created to be sustained by. As a result of sin and the various things that we have gotten ourselves involved in and going against God's will and living as rebels, because of sin and its impact in our world and impact upon our lives, God added these other things to the prescription. Not that these were the original ones that God wanted, but he added them as man went further and further away from God and so things got so affected that man had to know be added these things now to his dietary prescription. Got to add these to it to mitigate against what man has been doing to himself. So therefore, if you want to have a complete and fulfilled life, you must walk according to what God prescribed for you. And what he has prescribed for you is what is stated in Genesis chapter 1 verse 29. That's what he says you're supposed to feed on. That is what's going to sustain. We understand that this is what is going to sustain you. This is what's going to help you to develop. This is what's going to help you to grow. This is what's going to help you to maintain your life throughout your time. The time God designated for you. You'll live out that time and you'll be what God has created you to be. And accomplish what God has created you to accomplish. We here conclude our look at the very first part of the third declaration God made concerning man. 
And as we conclude this section, we have just simply looked at how this, this these analysis that we've done applied to the word that we're analyzing. And in so doing, we have concluded a few things about this word. We turn our attention to looking at the second part of this declaration in our next episode. And that is, we'll be looking at the trees. Because the second part of this declaration, God says, And every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for meat. So not only did God give us the herbs, but he also gave us the trees. The ones with the fruit in it. And so therefore, we are going to be looking at this second part of this, de this declaration. And so I look forward for you joining me in that on our next episode as we take a look at this second aspect of man's dietary prescription. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercies that are new to us every single day. And as we come before you this morning, Father, I want to thank you that you have never left us alone, but you've always been with us. God, I want to thank you for you looking after us as you have over the years, in preserving our life through various circumstances and situations. Lord, we ask you now to enable us, empower us, Father, to walk the path that you have designated for our lives, that as we walk this path, Father, we'll live the life you have designed for us. And so, Lord, we will bring glory and honor to your name because you created us to be you in the flesh. And so, God, help us to manifest you in all that we do and everything that we declare. We give you thanks. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day, my friends. And do remember that God loves you, and I do too. Shalom. <laughs>